Hi guys, welcome to Thrivecast Podcast, where we talk about success with the most successful people on the internet. And today, our special guest is none other than myself. (laughs) We do not have a guest this week. I am going to be filming a podcast episode actually tomorrow. And so it will be out the week after Thanksgiving. But this week, I'm going to be shooting an episode by myself. I'm actually really excited about it because the past season and a half now have been really eye-opening and really exciting for me. Um, Just getting to pick the brains of people that I look up to, people that I'm inspired by, people that just are absolutely incredible. Every single one of my guests so far has been somebody that I really see as a successful person on the internet and I'm just in awe by how much I've learned from these people. So I thought I could also share some of my experience and what I've kind of learned and gathered through the years about success um, and how it's changed for me, how I see it, especially after changing careers and then after talking with all these very successful people. I'm going to give you a little bit of a background if you are new here and you haven't really followed my full journey on YouTube. Um, My upbringing, I guess we'll start with because that's what I normally ask my guests is like, tell me about your upbringing. Tell me about your parents. Like, what did they teach you about success? Um, And what did they want for, for, for you as a human. My upbringing was fairly easy. I, you know, I've been through a lot, but I think when I think about my childhood, I think about fun. I think about being creative. Um, My dad owned a few of his own businesses. He was always an entrepreneur and a creative and I looked up to him in that way. And my mom was also very creative. She sews. She's not an entrepreneur, but she does her little creative activities. And so I would say my childhood was very creative. We were always making things um, and just playing. And it was really, when I think of my childhood, childhood as a kid, I think of fun and creative experiences. My parents never really pushed me to go to college I I think we didn't really talk about that much. I, I remember before high school, maybe there was some talk about, oh, what do you want to do for college? But during high school, no one really even brought it up. Um, I wasn't a bad student, but I wasn't a great student. I was just, I would say, an average student. And I thought maybe I would go to the JC in my hometown and then figure out what I was going to do from there. I never really thought about college. Um And my parents, I guess, didn't instill that like college was success. They did want me to be educated. So it wasn't that they didn't want me to go to college. They just never really pushed it um, or forced it. And I think also because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I always knew I wanted to do something creative, but just no idea of really what I wanted to do. So when high school started coming to an end my stepmom said where do you want to go to school and at that point I had never even thought about it I didn't think I could afford it I didn't think um I I just didn't know and she said wherever you want to go like we'll figure it out so 
start applying. And I applied to FITM in downtown Los Angeles um, just because I knew I wanted to do something creative. And I had heard such great things, obviously, from the hills. And, um, and I remember growing up, too, I would watch the girls next door, the hills, like all these reality shows. And so I was inspired and influenced by that. So when I heard of FITM, I was like, I want to go there. That sounds fun. That sounds exciting. And I know I want to do something creative. So that sounds creative to me. And I went for a very general degree. So I did visual communications, which when you think of visual communications, what does that even mean? Uh, It's kind of broad. We did a lot of different things. We learned graphic design. We learned video editing. We learned advertising. We learned like window displays, all these different types of things. Um, And what really stuck with me was like the graphic design stuff and the video editing. And at that point, I was doing YouTube just for fun and doing social media. I had friends that were doing it. And so I loved video editing. Again, my parents never pushed what success meant to them they just wanted me to be happy but I guess I saw at that point in my life success being getting a corporate job after college and working my way up the corporate ladder and for a while that's what I did after college I went into a corporate job I was doing graphic design video stuff um, visuals all of that And I loved it and I grew a very close family with the people I was working with. And I'm still family with those same people today. But during my time in corporate, I realized that for me, success did not mean I had to follow what I thought success had been to most people, which was like climbing that corporate ladder. I just didn't, I didn't feel happy or fulfilled in that and I really wanted to try something new so I decided to give myself um I decided to put more effort into social media while I was still working corporate and after years of doing that I realized there's no way I can make this a full-time job if I'm not giving full-time hours and so my idea of success changed and I realized being happy and having time to create and to do the things I want to do and to spend time with the people that I want to spend time with and have freedom and flexibility in my life is what success means to me. And that does come with making money because you have to be able to survive. But success really meant for me having freedom and flexibility of my time to be able to do things when I want to and to spend time with people when I wanted to. I saved up enough money to hopefully survive for like six months and I quit my corporate job it had been over six years working corporate and I I worked mostly at guest jeans and then I also worked for about six months at MedMen corporate as well and I loved both jobs I loved the people I worked with but I wasn't satisfied I didn't feel like I was at the right place if that makes sense I didn't feel like I was doing what I was meant to be doing. So I quit my job. I had the opportunity to move back to NorCal, which is what I did. I moved back to NorCal and it gave me time to to understand myself and to understand better what I wanted and, and to also 
find like peace and calmness in my life. LA felt really chaotic at that time and I needed to be close to my family and friends. So my best friend helped me every single day. She would come over and help me make videos and edit videos. And she also introduced me to, because she has a huge family, introduced me to some of her family members that had businesses. And I was able to do social media for them. And so I started kind of like this social media management business. And I had about three or four clients at the time, which was making me all right money. And in the first year, when I first moved back, I was living off my credit card and it took me, you know, over six months to get my first client. And so it was a struggle. It was really hard. I racked up a big credit card bill and I was stressed, but I was also in this very peaceful place where I felt like I was, I was in the right direction. I was like headed in the right direction finally. And so as stressful as it was to kind of see that I wasn't making any money yet, I also just knew that things would work out and that things were just headed in the right direction. So I started gaining those clients and I was able to pay off my credit card bill. And then um, my YouTube started picking up and my TikTok started really growing. And at that point, I had found OnlyFans. And OnlyFans, I was definitely hesitant to do at first, but a lot of my friends were already doing it. I have a friend that works um, as a dancer, like a stripper um, in New York. And uh, some of her friends were already on OnlyFans. And then I saw that some of my YouTube friends started getting OnlyFans and I was like, okay, this is getting more normalized. And I never had any sort of stigma against um, sex workers at all because I have friends in the industry. And because like I said, when I was younger, um, I would watch the girls next door and I just thought so highly of them to be themselves and to choose something that maybe they will be judged for, but to live their best lives and not care what anyone thinks. So I never really felt any sort of way about sex work. I always thought, do you live your best life? And so when the opportunity came around and OnlyFans started being this thing that people did, I tried it out for a week and I made my first OnlyFans video and I made, I don't know, I think $600 in two weeks. And at the time I was like, hey, this could this could be something. It wasn't the same as a lot of girls were making in, in those videos. A lot of people were making like thousands already in like their first week. But I thought I could scale this. I think this is something I could scale. And it turns out I was able to. And after four months of being on OnlyFans, I was able to quit working um my like management company like I quit having clients and I started doing OnlyFans and YouTube and TikTok full-time because I was not only making money on OnlyFans but also you know like I said TikTok was really growing for me and so I started making a lot of brand deals and then also because my TikTok was growing my YouTube started growing and my AdSense started growing and and things just started to move and pick up and I finally knew I was like in the right place. I, I finally felt like, okay, this is what I need to be doing. So that's kind of my background. That was a long, long background, but that's where I come from. That's um, my journey through my career. And my career is still evolving to this day. There are so many projects I've been working on. And if you follow me on YouTube, you know that I now teach people how to scale their OnlyFans business and I have a mentorship program, an online um, course and, and all of that. So 
it's been a journey to get to where I'm at. And I wouldn't say um, I'm the most successful person on the internet or anything. I'm, I'm constantly growing and learning and there comes hard times and there's good times. It's a journey, but I think I've learned a lot about success through the ups and downs of my career. And I think I've learned a lot about success talking with different people at different points in their careers. And one thing that I remember from last season, talking with my wife, actually, Daisy, she mentioned that success changes as you grow. You know, if you looked at yourself where you are now, like five years ago, and you saw where you were now, you would think, oh my God, I am so successful. How did I reach that point? But now you're in this new place and your success, your your idea of what success is has changed. Now you are reaching for a new goal. You're reaching for new success. And so success changes and it's always evolving and growing with you as you grow. I think that was something that really stuck with me because as I'm doing all this research on how to be successful, it is all relative to what you believe is success and it's going to continue to grow as you grow and as you reach the success that you wanted. Um, I always wanted to work for myself and to be able to make a livable income and to have flexibility and now I have that and I don't feel super successful but if I were to look back or I guess look forward, like say it was five years ago and I was looking forward to today, I would be so proud of myself. Um, so it, it changes. But I guess something I always ask my guests is, how do you define success? And because it does change, I have found that I define success to be growth. I think I feel the most successful when I'm growing and when I'm learning. And maybe it's not like I've reached ultimate success, but I do feel successful because I'm constantly growing, constantly learning new things. And I think when I feel stagnant, I don't feel successful. When I reach a certain place and then I just stop, that's when I don't feel successful. Even though I've reached whatever it was that I wanted, I feel like success for me is always moving upwards and even sideways because sometimes you don't grow always upwards. Sometimes you grow in different directions. Growth can 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 look like a lot of different things. And that's something that I've learned through the process of career change and chatting with people. Because this season is all about OnlyFans, I do want to get into what OnlyFans used to be and where it is today and how success even on that platform has changed. I want to dive into what it used to be. It was so easy to grow in 2020. It was during the pandemic. A lot of people were at home. A lot of people were putting a lot of work into their OnlyFans. Um, and it was something new and exciting for, for subscribers. So it was a lot easier to grow. People would share for share um, and instantly get tons of subscribers. 
Um, you would post it once on your Instagram story and everyone would be extremely interested. But I think that excitement has started to fade recently and I think it's not as easy to grow. And so there are a lot of people that come to me um, and they're like, I've promoted it. I shared it. I- I'm not growing. I I don't know what to do. And in today's OnlyFans age, you have to do a lot more work. You have to do a lot more of your own marketing. And I always tell my students, you have to be a marketing team. You have to look at the trends. You have to create your own trends. You have to try new things. You need to look at what marketing tips are out there and learn how to implement that into your own OnlyFans business. You have to look at this as a business and you are a marketing team. Not only are you the creator, you're the person, you know, doing all of it. You have to be a marketing team um, unless you want to hire somebody out for that. But especially in the beginning, you're not going to be able to. In today's age, it is a lot different. You have to create consistent content. You have to be across all social media platforms. You have to learn different marketing techniques. You have to try different things and see what works for you and not put your efforts into something that's not working. Whereas in 2020, the excitement was so real. It was just a different time. That's not to say that you can't build a successful OnlyFans today or this next year or the year after that, I think OnlyFans will be around for a while. Um, as long as they're making money, you're, you're, you're able to make money. And I don't think that you should be discouraged if it is harder to gain a, a following on OnlyFans. It's hard. There's no Discover page. Um, you do have to promote it. Even if you're a no-face creator or you want to be discreet, you're going to have to find a way to work around that because the only way to grow now is to really become your own marketing team and figure out what that means. Um, Do marketing research, watch YouTube videos, um, plan different things, try different things, collaborate. You have to try so many different things to make it work these days and you can't give up. My biggest tip for anyone in any career is never give up. This is a saying or quote that I read And I know it's so cliche, but you can never fail if you don't give up. It's stuck with me for the last like six months or so whenever I first saw it. And I think to myself every single day, you can never fail if you don't give up. And I think that's why I finally was able to reach where I'm at today is because I never gave up. You know, all through the time that I was working my corporate job, I was thinking about how I could make this type of lifestyle for myself where I'm able to create my own schedule and live my best life. And even though it was super hard and embarrassing almost, um, because I've said this before too, I can't remember where, but when you post things on the internet, like things are embarrassing. Like you might make some really embarrassing choices, make some really embarrassing content. And especially when you're not growing and you don't have a big following, you kind of second guess everything you do and you think people are making fun of you. You think people are whatever. People are so preoccupied with how they look themselves. They're not worried about what anyone else is looking like. And 
even if they are, it doesn't matter as long as you keep reaching for the stars and keep going and keep learning from your mistakes and from your embarrassing content. Keep going. And I think that goes for any career or anything you want to do is just never give up. Keep going. You can never fail if you don't give up. That's what I have to say about growing on OnlyFans today. It is different than it was um, and it's harder than it was, but it's not impossible. And you do have to put in, you have to put in the hours. You have to put in the work. I think so many people think it's just going to be this easy get rich quick scheme and to be honest you did miss that in 2020 you're you know you arrived at this place a little bit late but it doesn't mean that it's impossible I think you just have to put in that extra work and you can't expect anything to be easy in this life and it's a business okay so the next thing I wanted to talk about is um creating multiple streams of income and when you're in this business and in this industry I think you expect OnlyFans to do so well that you don't think about what else you should be working on. In this industry, and honestly in any industry, but specifically any industry where you are an entrepreneur, you're working for yourself, and that's what this is. This is a business. You're working for yourself. You have to be, one, motivated yourself. But also you have to think about how you are Um, creating different funnels of income and um, just making multiple streams because you never know what's going to happen. A while ago, OnlyFans did say that they were going to take adult content off and that you could no longer be an adult content creator on OnlyFans. Obviously, they went back on their word with that because they're making too much money off of us and it would have just been a horrible choice on their part. But You never know one day that could happen so if you're not thinking about how you can create a business for yourself that is long lasting and that can thrive even without the the support of this company you need to you need to be doing that i talked about this with michaela in episode two where she talked about her multiple sources of income. She does YouTube. She works with brands. Um, she has a TikTok. She has Instagram and uh, many other things, her podcast, all of that. And then I also talked about this with Bentley in episode one, where she's choosing to invest her money and learn about investing every day. She watches videos and she's working with an accountant and all of that. So she's choosing to invest her money. And I think that's something you need to be thinking about when you're in this industry is what can you do with the money that you're making? How can you save it? How can you invest it? How can you create multiple sources of income? You do have to build a business and a brand for yourself. And you also have to think about putting yourself on different platforms. Um, There are different platforms just like OnlyFans, like Fansly or FanView. There are tons, really. So even putting yourself on, on different platforms and don't put your eggs in one basket. If you want job security, the only way to do that is to create multiple jobs for yourself. Because if one fails, if one's not working, if one's hitting a low, you have other opportunities to make money and you're not struggling, you're not stressed. 
you have options. People working in a corporate job or in any other sort of job where they're working for somebody else, they think, oh, this is the safe option. This is the safe route. But as we saw from the pandemic, it isn't always the safe option. So make yourself a comfortable pillow, make yourself a nice bed of money and a nice bed of streams of income because you never know what could happen. And I do wanna mention that if you wanna be successful, give yourself options and make sure you're thinking ahead 10 10 steps ahead that is actually foreshadowing the next episode uh 10 steps ahead we'll, we'll talk about that i think that's highly important and we don't talk about it enough so definitely do that if you are going to be in this industry think about all the different ways you can make money stemming away from financial success and starting to think about your inner self and the success that goes on within you and your friends and family and your mental health. I wanted to talk about dealing with the inner voice and hate. Um, It's so important in this industry and any industry that's more public to take care of yourself, take care of that inner voice, um, make sure the hate from others is not getting to you. I have a inner voice that tells me I'm hideous, that I will never make it, that I'll never reach my goals, that I'm not good enough, that I'm not cool enough, that I'm not pretty enough, all of the things, all of the above. And so when you get hate that reflects those insecurities, it can be hard. It can be something that deters you from reaching your potential. So dealing with that and making sure you're giving yourself those daily affirmations and telling yourself that you are amazing, that you are good enough, taking care of yourself, eating healthy, working out, those are direct reflections of how you're going to feel. And so if you're not doing that, you need to take a step back and make time for it. I know a lot of People will say, I don't have time for it, especially as an entrepreneur. Like there's no time, but there is time if it's going to help your business in the future. Take care of yourself, protect yourself, and also your mind. Your mind is delicate and it's very important. So read, um, give yourself those daily affirmations. It sounds ridiculous to some people, but it truly does help to just remind yourself that you are human. It's okay to have low days, but you are an incredible person. You are an amazing person. You're a good friend. You're a good sister. You're a good daughter. You're whatever you are. Um, you are amazing and i think you do have to remind yourself that because it can be hard to see the good in yourself and i think that's a important part of this business when you're putting yourself out there and you're giving yourself the or you're giving others the opportunity to say negative things you just want to make sure you have a layer in between you and those hate comments and those negative things uh you want to make sure there's a shield in between you and i think the best way to do that is take care of yourself protect yourself and do your best um i think you need to have a good community around you you need to have people that support you and care about you so that when you do find yourself at a low point you're able to reach out to somebody, whether that's a therapist, a friend, a partner, um, a family member, any of the above. Like, You need to have a strong support system, especially in this industry. Find that. If you don't have that, make that. Like I said, there is therapy and there's affordable therapy these days. So just make sure that you're doing 
something for your mental health. And what I've recently discovered about myself is that if I'm not getting ready every day, you know, we spend a lot of time in our homes, especially after especially after the pandemic, I think even more people, even people that work corporate jobs are finding themselves at home a lot more. So we're not getting dressed, we're not doing our hair and makeup. And after a week of looking at yourself in the mirror and you've got a messy bun in, you know, it's cute the first few days and then you you step back and you're like, oof, I need to do something about all this. So what I've realized is every few days I have to do my makeup. I have to, you know, do my hair a little bit. Um, not necessarily put heat on it all the time, but just do something that makes me feel good. Do a, a face mask, um, take a bath, just do something that makes you feel good. And also don't forget to treat yourself. Every once in a while, it's okay to treat yourself to a nice dinner or a new shirt. Like you have to give yourself a little bit of leeway with those things. As entrepreneurs, we just want to be in the work, work, work grind mode all the time because we are in control of how much we make. And the harder you work, the more money you make. And the longer you work, the more money you make. And you get into this kind of habit. But you do have to remember, take a break. Take the weekends off. Make a schedule. Do something so that you're not in grind mode all the time. I had to set myself up with a schedule. I work Monday through Fridays. I have half days on Wednesdays and Fridays and I don't work the weekends. And I have to stick to that or I am all out of whack. So find a schedule that works for you and and stick with it. Obviously there has to be some flexibility because I didn't get into this industry <laughs> to just be working the same that I were that I was um in my corporate job, I do want flexibility. So if on a Tuesday, I want to go get my nails done in the middle of the day, I do that. But um, I just try to stick to some sort of schedule and routine so that I don't feel completely out of whack. Uh, So I would highly recommend that. Let's jump into how to learn, how to stay up to date with trends, how to learn how to grow, um, how to learn about basically about anything so as we mentioned earlier in this episode times change things change and platforms change everything changes so you have to be constantly learning and growing and moving with the times you have to be willing to flow and willing to adjust your tendencies because sometimes we get used to what we've been doing what I like to do is I do a lot of my research just by watching other content. So whether that's for TikTok, OnlyFans, YouTube, I do my research by seeing what other girls are doing, by connecting with people. That's why I do this podcast. I like to learn from others. I think it is so important to learn from somebody that's already doing what you want to do. And you don't want to take advice from people that aren't doing what you want to do, right? So you want to figure out who those people are that you look up to, reach out to them. Um, Not everyone's going to respond, but keep going. Don't get discouraged. And that's how I kind of learn from others. But there are other ways that I have to learn because, like I said, growing up, my parents weren't like these super successful entrepreneurs or, or anything like that. And they weren't 
great with money. Um, I think my mom's a little better with money, but my dad wasn't that great with money. So the, the way I had to learn how to deal with money was on my own. I started to read books. I started to watch YouTube videos, just like Bentley said in her episode, uh, of this podcast. She said she just watched a bunch of YouTube videos. She hired an accountant cause she didn't know what she was doing. And she feels like, learning from someone who's already doing what she wants to do is the best way to learn. So there are many different ways to learn. And I think staying up to date and reading a lot of books and watching a lot of content, just ingesting as much knowledge as you can is so important for this business and for any business, especially if you're an entrepreneur, is just constantly be learning, constantly be reading and figuring things out, trying different things. Now, the last thing that I always ask all of my guests on this podcast is what is the best piece of advice um, you would give someone looking for success? And I did kind of give you one piece of advice, which was to never give up. I stand by that. That is one piece of advice that I I really think is so important. I feel like this whole episode was me just trying to give my best advice. I hope it was helpful. But okay, the best piece of advice, I have to think about this. Let me take a sip of tea. I think my best piece of advice for someone looking for success in any industry, um, in anything in their life, it could be, you know, you wanna run a marathon or you want to be an entrepreneur any of the above. I think it is to, uh, this is hard because I feel like I've really given my best advice already. Okay. I'm going to reiterate the things I said. Don't ever give up. Learn from others that have already done what it is that you want to do. And then the last piece of advice that I haven't said, but we will talk about more in the next episode is 10 times your efforts, 10 times what you are doing. Do what others will not do. Put yourself out there, learn from your mistakes, and keep pushing 10 times more than you even feel like you can do. That is my best advice. I hope that this episode um, was, was nice. I hope you enjoyed it a lot of my episodes I don't really say that much I always just ask questions and I'll put in a little input here and there but I really like to get my guests speaking and like hearing what they have to say so hopefully you liked hearing what I had to say today and maybe we'll do it again sometime but next episode we have a really special guest Um, she is a dancer aka stripper and she is one of my students and she's absolutely amazing and I can't wait to have her on I'm filming the episode tomorrow. You guys will see it the Thursday after Thanksgiving. It's going to be fun. She's really sweet and she has a lot to offer. And I think perspective wise, she has a completely different perspective than what any of the guests have been on before, what I have, because she's already been in the industry before OnlyFans was even a thing. So I think it's going to be really exciting to hear what she has to say. And I also want to hear a little bit about what you all have been thinking of the episodes um, about OnlyFans. I know last season was more YouTubers. This season is OnlyFans. So I want to hear what you have to say 
about these episodes and also what you would want to see for the future because I definitely want to do entrepreneurs next I think but I'm not sure if we want to do like a certain industry or if we want to do like just in general entrepreneurs and what that kind of looks like so I'm excited let me know what you think and I guess that's it for this episode thank you for joining me and I'll see you in the next episode